Merry New Year! Happy New Year. In this country, we say Happy New Year. <laughs> Thank you for correcting my English with stinks. I am Nanja Ibuko, exchange student from Cameroon. <laughs> All right, kids, here we go. Next seminar up February 9th through the 11th, then April 12th through the 14th, and June 7th through the 9th. Still have our coaching workshop going on. That's February 3rd on Long Island. This is geared towards folks that want to get better at coaching the barbell lifts, personal trainers, group fitness instructors, we go over the methods and principles of starting strength, take the participants through the five-step deadlift setup, and there is a discount available for active personal trainers, so check out the site for details. Two self-sufficient lifter camps going on January 13th in Wichita Falls and then May 18th in Omaha at Testify Strength and Conditioning. Then we've just added the Lift Shoot Fight Camp back May 18th through 19th. That's going to be in Wichita Falls. Obviously, we're going over some, some lifting, all the lifts, then some basic pistol work, and some combatives. And being that this is going to be an election year, it's probably a good idea to check this thing out. I'm actually kidding. I'm not. Then we have a press and bench press camp going on January 20th on Long Island. Deadlift and power clean camp January 27th in Indianapolis, starring strength Indianapolis. And finally, our new rehab injury and pain management camp. That's February 3rd in Chicago at starting strength Chicago. This is to cover off on how to deal with chronic pain and injuries, rehabbing with the basic barbell lifts. Dr. Physical Therapy and Starting Strength Coach Will Morris, as well as Nick DeLodio, will be attending. This is brand new, so check out the link for more details. Also, Starting Strength Gyms are still running their Give the Gift of Strength promotion. That's 50% off an intro session that you can get for a friend or yourself, as well as some discounts on one week of training and one month of training. So check out startingstrengthgyms.com for more information on that. Find a gym near you and take advantage of this offer before it ends. And as usual, for more information on anything that I've talked about, head over to startingstrength.com and check out the right-hand side of the homepage. From the Asgard Company Studios in beautiful Wichita Falls, Texas, from the finest mind in the modern fitness industry, the one true voice in the strength and conditioning profession, the most important podcast on the internet. Ladies and gentlemen, Starting Strength Radio. Welcome back to Starting Strength Radio. Oh, you lucky bastards. This is this is just going to be just one of the most amazing paper Q&As, paper Q&As that you've ever seen. And uh and, and the reason for that is because We've only got a few questions, so I'm going to have to go into actual detail on several things that I'd rather not even talk about. Now that'll be interesting. that'll be a welcome departure from that'll your be a welcome approach. Departure. <laughs> 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 your usual concise and brief answers. Yes. <laughs> right. Yeah. We always yeah, have a problem getting you to talk everything more. I don't, How many times do we have to, from behind the cameras, say, talk more, yeah. more, going, keep it going, <laughs> keep it going. <laughs> don't truncate your answers. Like uh, uh, so, yeah, this is going to be great. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. We are, too. Yeah, I'm sure you are. Oh, God. All right. Well, anyway, first thing we got to do is get this dog shit off the table here. It's good ones. This is the dog shit that is known as 
comments, comments. From, from the haters. And this is an especially vituperative collection of these fucking things today, you know. Someone by the name of Siege 900 says, Wow, you guys really don't know anything about anything. Now, I wonder if this guy stopped to think how hurtful that was. It was definitely, what was the word, vituperative? Yes. Bitter and abusive? It, it's diff- definitely vituperative, but I mean, it's so dismissive. It you guys don't know anything about anything. I didn't know vituperative. <laughs> uh, all right, so here's garlic butter shrimp <laughs> recipe. Starting drink network previous. LOL. Isn't there enough cholesterol in the shrimp already? No. My arteries hurt watching you cook that. You really are flipping two middle fingers to your cardiologist. Don't save butter. I guess this guy's Jeez. still of the primitive opinion that I've never dietary heard, cholesterol. I've never heard anybody say that shrimp has high cholesterol. Though. Yeah, it's got it does. Does it? Okay. Yeah, it does. Just who gives a shit? Well, <laughs> I mean, does this guy actually? This guy actually may be the only one left in North America that yep. actually thinks that. Well, in primary care doctors that, too. Uh, well, yeah. Well, all your. GPs all think that because that's just what they've been doing. And by, by, as a that's result, that's what they heard on Oprah. So as a result, they, everybody still thinks it, Rip. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Now, uh, here's another one kind of along the same lines. All the meat eaters taking pills to keep them alive, thinking they're T H E R E healthy because they go to the gym. Go vegan. Nice. Be healthier. This is from the Game Changers Vegan Propaganda. Oh, yeah. That's old. Number 38. Yeah, that's real old. Yeah, every morning I've got to remember to take my iron and B12. Oh, wait. (laughs) I don't. I don't, actually. Hold it. No, you don't. because. Because I'm not a vegan. Because you're not a vegan. <laughs> or supplement protein. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you don't have to supplement protein because you're not a fucking vegan. Vegans. Are there any bigger saps on the surface <laughs> of the earth than vegans? You know, if being Jesus a being Christ. a vegetarian or a uh, what's the other one? What's the more extreme one? Vegan. Vegan was healthy. Vegan. Yeah, vegan. Uh, you know, children wouldn't die when their families yeah, make man. them go that way. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, children and babies die when they are uh, look, you're forced to be Rusty, that way. You are committing the sin of analysis. Yeah. <laughs> People. Uh, you're actually thinking through a problem and arriving at a conclusion that is not accepted by the mainstream narrative. And uh, well, fuck me then. <laughs> which, which is that uh, vegans are the most virtuous people on the earth and healthiest because they haven't killed anyone except for their cats, <laughs> except for the because cats, they can't feed them. and their children. And they, bored the, they bored their cats to death. 
Well, here's a good one. I love the irony of Rip criticizing, critiquing, I'm sorry, critiquing guys for being narcissistic, LOL. <laughs> Because I'm, I'm a narcissist. Apparently. <laughs> I'm apparently not. According to a random YouTube commenter. <laughs> hmm. Oh, this is good. Hmm. Mike Mincer, Dorian Yates, Dr. Doug McGuff might differ on that. This is Rip's thoughts on Arthur Jones. Right. Notice how he never explains how they are wrong. Well, I didn't say Dorian Yates was wrong. I said Mike Mincer was. Mike Mincer's dead. Just from being silly. I don't know who Dr. Doug McGuff is. Uh, and I've explained my position on all of this stuff in. Oh, a couple of little books. Right. You know, that are laying around in different places. All right. Now, uh, Trap Bar, two of them this time. First one is Fat Guy Giving Advice for Fitness. Cool. Right. That took a lot of work. All right. And thank you very much. After watching this video, I decided to order the Rip Trap Bar. <laughs> and I'm very happy with it. There's something to tell you. Rep Trap Bar? That's a brand. Rep, rep Fitness really? is a brand. Yeah. Oh, good. I'm glad. Well, you sold them a Trap Bar. They owe us a commission. <laughs> yeah. Get on. I get, love it. That guy had to, that email out. We right? will. Make a note, Rusty. Okay. I love that that guy had to uh, come back and tell you that. Yeah. All right. Well. Now, uh, this is this This is rip thoughts on hack squat and Jefferson deadlifts, starting strength. Uh, when did we talk about hack squats and Jefferson? I think that was a very long time ago. Yeah, maybe. I think that might have been the old studio. That sounds right. You know, it does look like the old studio background, All right? This is false Mr. Fat Folk. <laughs> both variations did help improve both my barbell strength, pushing of the floor, and enhance my core strength. Mm. I could say your knowledge is good for beginners but not experienced lifters. Mm. Lifting isn't all about three to five times three to five on compound lifts you can start with a squat bench for example the the finish your session with pull-ups for reps and then with two to three sets of curls or extensions for eight to ten reps always end with core training as you could actually train core perform steady state cardio on a daily basis oh well that was that's great transparent wasn't it <laughs> no idea what the hell he's talking about. <laughs> I didn't understand any of that. But I, we're just stupid. I though. bet that guy says the, those exact same words at least four times a day at the gym. Probably does. Yeah, he goes He goes and talks to the guy at the squat rack and yeah, the, says that exact script. <laughs> the guy has his headphones in and is yeah. just looking at him nodding. Yeah. <laughs> 
Yeah, let's see here. I think barbells are best for aesthetics with Robert Santana. Now, this is way long time ago, mm-hmm. number 26. Uh, I think for the women, the most important is your face. <laughs> it's mostly your face who say if you're ugly or <laughs> handsome. <laughs> It, does he's, he? He's, <laughs> is he trying? Well, never mind. Handsomeness, right. aesthetics. My back great. is hurting just imagining 200 plus pounds on my shoulders and then doing this weird back hinge. Mm. That's See, a, the that's hinge. A squat, right. Hinging is what. I don't know who came up with that word, but that's, that's, that's CrossFit talk, I think, isn't it? <laughs> Sounds like it. 200 plus pounds, man. 200 plus pounds. Wow. 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 How are all of us walking right now? I don't We're know. Not. <laughs> I don't know. All right. They haven't seen us walk. They haven't seen us walk. With hinging at the hips. Hinging at the hips with 225 on our shoulders. On our shoulders? All of our wheelchairs are right off camera. <laughs> but what about our knees? Uh, no, 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 no. Well, it's the, it's the hinge. It's the problem. Don't confuse the situation with the facts just it's good advice don't don't do that just wastes time all right all right here's one that says uh ripto is an awful interviewer well i couldn't agree more because i am a narcissist that's true that's true All right, now. Uh, journey of self-discovery in this episode. <laughs> you need to gain weight. Starting strength radio clips. This is uh, this is from the old studio. I can see the microphone arms. This guy says, Ha ha, is this guy drunk now? What do you deadlift, Mark? Why does he want to know how much I Yeah, I don't know. No, I don't deadlift much of all, much of anything at all. I'm injured and fucked up and everything, but I I rack pull more than you do, Robert. And I'm 67. And you're a big fucking pussy. How about that? Give a little back, right? (laughs) Give a little hatred back. All right? Uh, and here's one for Rusty. We always got to have one. Oh, God. Props to Rusty. I can't believe it. I can't believe I just typed that for the Kuyu shirt. Mm. Am I pronouncing that correctly? Is that right? Rusty? Yeah. Yeah. He's- Kuyu. Kuyu. Yeah. And then somebody comes in behind him and says, <laughs> that must have been really hard to type. I can't do it. At <laughs> take Rusty's mic. <laughs> Apparently, did some guy say he was going to throw away all his kuyus? I wish he'd just mail it to me, <laughs> though he's probably a small or something like that. Yeah, <laughs> medium. medium at he's best. way smaller than Rusty. Medium <laughs> at best. Medium at best. Maybe a six X. <laughs> what is a kuyu? Is Some a brand. It's, a, it's a hunting brand. I don't know oh, what I it know. means. What does it mean? Yeah, I don't know what it means. What does it mean? 
Do you mean what does the word yeah, what translate the word? as? I don't know. I think, sure, uh, maybe. I may be wrong about this, but I think Jeff Hairston told me that his one of his friends or family members started that company. Really? Yeah. They must be loaded. <laughs> Man, we need to get them on as sponsors, don't we? No. It, yeah, founded by Jason Hairston. Ah, how about that? He's well, a friend of yours. Jeff Hairston's our starting strength coach in SoCal. Oh, oh okay. Have oh, him send me of, some stuff. Brogies, guys. Right? That's right, yeah. <clears throat> All right, cool. Well, I'm glad he's doing well. Well, it's right. not Jeff, it's his brother. <laughs> <laughs> and that he wraps out up this week's installment, if you'll allow me to wrap up this week's yes, installment, please. of comments from the haters. There's Rip wanting the spotlight again. Yeah. Narcissism. Right now, uh, Narcissism. What are we going to do here? We got to, we got to, I mean, it's before Christmas, and we kind of been promoting our favorite shit on, uh, you know, for for Christmas, just, you know, without charging these people for ads, we're just saying that this is what you ought to buy, right? And I'd like to put my vote in right now for Chester's Fried Chicken. Chester's, man, it's good. That's good. It's in convenience stores on all the highways down here in the south. And uh goddamn it's good fried chicken, man. Just get it's a real gift good. card. It's it's way better than stuff like Chicken Express and and Golden Chick. I love and, Golden Chick though. God damn it. Yeah, but Dude, you know. had oh, you hadn't had Chester's. Have you ever had Chester's? I've not had Chester's. Well, then, so shut the fuck up. But Golden Chick, really? I love Golden Chick. Well, Golden Chick's horrible. I, Chester's, I'm not going to disagree with you. I haven't had it. I'm going to assume it's good because Chester's you have great because, taste in food. Because I know how to eat. You know how to eat. You know. But I, I love cook, I love chicken too. tendies from uh, Golden Chick. Chester's <laughs> is the best shit. Gravy? I'm you, man. What you need to do someday when you've got about 45 minutes to kill... Actually, it's not that far for you, because you're coming. Oh, from it's my it's, old it's park. Uh, towards Vernon. <clears throat> you go down to that store at Harold, mm. and they have Chester's in the store at Harold. Okay. Is now, there one out in uh, on the way to Vernon? Yeah, I thought there was one. Yeah, there's one on the gas station. In that gas station. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's the one. Okay. At the Seven Eleven out there. On okay. The, that's where it is. Let me see what you're talking about. And they got Chester's in there, and it's good. Now they've got another Chester's in Quana, and that one's good. That one's that one's actually better than the one on you know, on the highway. And it's right. It's on the far side of Quana, on the west side of Quana, as you're going down 287. And that's they've got good chicken in there, man. Their wings are good. Their thighs are good. Breasts are good. I don't like their tenders though. I just don't like tenders. I want there to be some chicken flavor. <laughs> You know, like you get on a thigh because the skin's there. Thighs are good, man. You get what you get is you get four wings and two thighs, and you are set. Get a diet, Dr. Pepper, and just sit there and like a hug. <laughs> you know. In front of a trough, just sit there and just eat Chester's. So 
that's that's my recommendation. Anybody got anything they want to plug? Got anything? Nope, not right now. Uh, I'll have something next week. Next week be after Christmas. Oh, this will well, be after Christmas too. This will be after Christmas. Oh, it will. <laughs> we should just keep this a running thing. Well, yeah, maybe just we should. Something we're into. Maybe we should. Maybe product that we, we like. keep this as a running thing. Maybe one of these days we'll get sponsored. Guys that run Chester's Chicken will <laughs> send us a, sponsored a, by a Chester's basket chicken. of chicken or something. You know, it'd in, be worth in, it if we got one basket in, of chicken. In appreciation for us promoting their product. Well, that's 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 uh, you know. I do make it a point to make these clips. Yeah, it's true. Well, I do good. make it a point to make these clips. Good, good. Well, let's let's continue to do that, okay. man. What's the retail value? Because we want the chicken of the Chester's chicken. It's be a eight dollar, eight dollar retail value. I think mm, they can afford. Know. They can afford it. Mm-hmm. I, I don't you know a, what a what a like an eight piece <clears throat> oh, box is. A, I don't know, man. And and with Bidenomics, it's at least a ten dollar box. Has to be. I don't like legs though. Mm. I don't like chicken legs. I never have liked chicken legs. Mm. Even when I was little, I didn't like chicken legs. Some kids like chicken legs. Yeah, that's all I used to eat when I was little. Fuck, I don't It's the only part I I would eat. Don't like them. Never have liked them. I've always been a thigh and a wing man. Oh, yeah, I like the drumstick. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's the way to go. Yeah. Yeah. What is there not to like about the leg? Yeah. Uh, It's got a great handle. I don't know. It's kind of the meat's kind of slippery. Mm, inside it it. you know i I, I like the greasy other than that i can't tell you because it's been so long since i had one because i didn't like it i've actually forgotten what it was about it i didn't like Hmm. i like the fact that it's got i guess i need to revisit a leg revisit it you might enjoy it have you ever had one of the big turkey legs at a yeah it's not that great oh i think they're great those are awful i think they're great not that great i think they're good at the renaissance fair It's it's like a chore yeah it's just it's terrible well they're always pretty cheap though so you can just eat like half and you're good yeah i guess it's like eating crabs they're just yeah they're good but what you got to do a lot of work pain in the ass yeah. your hands are all bloody when you <laughs> he's very aggressive he's with it he's doing with, with his own hand <laughs> no, they're covered with little smashing. fucking points and shit you can't help from wounding yourself if you're eating a dozen crabs <laughs> okay so let's get into these uh, these uh these <laughs> questions today shall we let's do it matt demo asks to what scale slash magnitude are each of the lifts complementary to each other for example if you have a big deadlift will you automatically have a big squat by simply having a big deadlift or if you have a big bench will you have a big press i realize doing a program will increase all of these numbers somewhat together also, are large discrepancies between lift numbers always the result of not doing the program or poor form? Well, that's kind of an interesting question. And uh, and the answer is no. All five of the of the of the primary lifts in this program must be performed in order for all five of these lifts to get strong. A big bench will not give you a big press. I promise you, that will not happen. And a big squat, a big deadlift will not give you a big squat because of differences in the range of motion, differences in the way the kinetic chain is being utilized. There's just 
we've got all of these lifts in this program for a very good reason. You, you need to be strong on all of those things because those are all normal human movement patterns. And if you don't train one of them, it's not going to get strong. Now, granted, if you go from not deadlifting anything, <clears throat> like 135, to deadlifting 700, your squat's probably going to go up a little bit as a result of having done that. But there's not enough overlap in the two lifts. You're probably not going to get your deadlift to 700 without, without a squatting squat. Too. Yes. <clears throat> it, it plays off each they all, other. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They, they, they feed into each other, but one does not generate another. Yeah, right. You don't get a big deadlift by squatting. You don't get a big squat by deadlifting. You have to do both of them. And anybody that's got a big deadlift like that has probably got a pretty big squat because they train the squat. Exactly. But if you're just a deadlifter, no, I don't think you're going to have a big, giant, impressive squat. You'll be stronger than, you know, your aunt. But you're not going to be. <laughs> You're not going to be stronger than a guy who squats. There, there's also the occasional anthropometry where someone is just a naturally big deadlifter or a big yeah, bencher. Yeah, guy's got long arms, yeah. you know. Short legs. And locks his deadlift out right in the middle of his thighs. Yeah. You know, somebody like that. But big long fingers and shit, hasn't got any grip problems and stuff. Uh, but in terms of designing the program, I... No, well, you got to have all do them. it the way we've got it. We've thought about all of this shit before, and uh, well, you can't you you, you, know. you can't exclude um, provided that you can do all of the lifts. The, the so the law of specificity always applies, right? So if you want a big squat, you've got to squat a lot and squat heavy. If you want a big deadlift, press, and so on. But in terms of a strength training program, you can't you can't, you can't take that fact and exclude any of the lifts because they all complement each other and. And all contribute to the overall stress that drives the strength adaptation. So, yes. you know, it's it's just it, you, you got to have all of them. And if you, for some reason, can't do one of them, you're not doing the optimal deal, which, you know, sometimes happens, right? right? You can't bench, <clears throat> can't power clean. It's not the optimal situation, but it still works pretty pretty well. Now, here's the, here's the, so here's a good example of this. The press is interesting. If you want a great big giant press, you want to become what would we would call a press specialist, you're going to have to press three or four days a week. And that will come at the expense of your bench press. All right. But for novices, the way we approach this pro program is that you're not specializing in anything. So we alternate the press and the bench press every other workout. And then after you know, six, eight, ten months of being on the program. If you decide you want to become a bench press specialist or a press specialist, then you can adjust your programming accordingly. But uh, a great big press, well, you know, I'd say a great big press probably contributes more to a bench than a great big bench does to a press. Right? Would you all agree with that? Well, man, I think it, it, it depends on the lifter. It depends how good how good they are, how heavy they are, a lot of things. But in the absence of a bench, the press is a bitch to get going, to, to keep moving. So you can you can get both of them really, really heavy. But the, the bench 
adds a level of of probably of systemic stress that yeah. that ke- helps helps just overall driving, weight yeah just overall weight that ca- helps keep driving the bench yeah up, the bench the is always going to be stronger than the press <clears throat> yep you know I mean uh, my, I think my bench whenever my bench was the heaviest was almost 150 pounds more than my for press sure. oh for sure and I was and I was hitting 200 what do you think uh, what you might even know what was what was Chase benching when he oh Jesus pressed 400. Uh, Did he ever tell you? If I remember right, it was 440, 450. Not much. Not so. Not, not what you. It wasn't five necessarily. It wasn't five. Wasn't something. five From what I remember, I may be wrong about that. No, I don't think. But he, he did. You know, he five. didn't. I don't think he really worked. He. I think he could have done both. Yeah. But he, he did both. press a lot. The the well, the, uh, probably another way to answer this is is you need to be pressing. You know, if you if you've been at it for a couple years and you've got a heavy press, two fifty plus. You're pressing four days a week, but you can also bench heavy every single week. Yeah, and you, know, you probably should. You Absolutely. You, you probably should be benching heavy at least once a week, even if you are a, a, a press, decided you're a press specialist. Sure. Uh, and you can, you can bench every day that you're pressing, too. There's no, I mean, you know, you, you, same setup. Volume intensity, same deal. You mm-hmm. just swap the days, right. but you're just you just end up doing more. You're gonna, in other words, you're gonna press on your lower body days. Your upper body days are gonna be bench and press. Okay, Rob Saunders asks, my wife is having issues on her intensity day, intensity day with bench. She will drive leg day. She will leg drive so much that she has pushed herself up the bench when doing her singles, doubles, triples. Happens out of the bottom where the leg drive is most noticeable. Her back will slide up the bench about an inch or two. Her heavy days are up to 140 now, which is a PR for her. Volume days, five sets of five at 120. No form issues at this weight. We lifted a commercial 24-hour gym. I've seen people use the big exercise bands stretched across the bench in an X to provide grip on the shitty bench that she has to work on and would this be a fix or is it a form issue with leg drive she lifts in only cotton t-shirts she has long legs 5'9 32 inch inseam normally tucks her legs under the bench and heels off the ground because the height of the bench is so low she drives her hips diagonal at the bottom keeping her butt on the bench All right. now the the uh, resistance bands on the bench is kind of a standard deal. That is a good idea if you're having to bench on a vinyl bench. If you bench on a vinyl bench, vinyl will slide. Even on a sweaty cotton T-shirt, vinyl will slide. Even if you're being pinned down by the weight of the bar, you're going to slide on the vinyl. Um, the benches at my gym are either covered with... Uh, auto upholstery upholstery fabric which is the the the, the, a genius idea that we had 25 30 years ago uh because it doesn't wear out you you'll replace the vinyl on a bench every year in a commercial gym and i've got a couple of benches in there that have been upholstered in this blue uh upholstery fabric for 20 25 years they don't wear out and they don't slide either now the new starting strength benches are made out of a piece of oak it's unfinished oak 
and they don't slide either. They're pretty good at grabbing the, the, your shirt and holding you in place. But if she is lifting on a bench that is too short and she's on her toes, there's a certain amount of bridge that's going on. She's bridging off of her ass, bridging her ass up off the bench a little bit, and some of that force vector is going up instead of just straight back. Uh, if she is, uh, you know, this is this is the problem with, I mean, there's a reason why a standard bench is 17 inches off the ground. That's been adjudicated already, and that's what the thing needs to be. You know, if you've got an 18-inch bench, it's too tall. So if she has to get up on her toes, then she needs to put a, a, a plate under her feet. Or if the bench is too short, which you don't see nearly as often, if the bench is too short, then she's going to have to adjust her stance to where her feet are a little further out in front of her. <clears throat> so she's not screwing something up with her with her brace against the ground. Uh, people people also generally misinterpret the leg drive thing. So the the sliding attempting to slide off the back of the bench is the way to think about and visualize and <clears throat> and you're headed in that direction, but people are actually trying to slide their shoulders off the back of the bench when they leg drive. That's not the point. No. So they're they're missing the the push from the, the other end. The which, arch is the point. Exactly. Not pushing your shoulders exactly. back. So so people do this at the at the gyms all the time, and then they blame the bench. It's not the, the bench is not the problem. The problem is that you're actively trying to slide yourself off the back of the bench. Don't right. do that. Don't. Drive your legs. And support the arch so that your arch gets higher and tighter, and then leave it alone. Like there's there's no amount of, of sliding off the back of the bench that's going to help your bar go up. It's it's a misunderstanding of the mechanics here. The the legs in a bench press are not part of the kinetic chain of the lift, like they are in a press. They're a part of the kinetic chain in the press, and they are just a brace for the kinetic change, which starts at your shoulder's interface with the bench in a bench press. All right, and if you misunderstand that and push back too hard, you're gonna you're gonna end up in a different percent, a different place at the end of the bench press rep than where you were when you started the rep. Don't change your position on the bench with excessive shove right. back down the bench. The arch is to brace and brace. Yeah. It's a more effective brace. If your contact points on the bench are your ass and your shoulders with hollow underneath that, then both of those points are weighted more effectively and are thus more stable against the bench than they would be if you're just relaxed, laying flat. And that's what the arch is for. Okay. Yeah. So keep that in mind, all right? All right. C.J. Wu asks, Rip, do you read much fiction? No, I don't. I just don't have time. Uh, you know, the, the fiction I've read... 
I tell if I want to read some fiction, I'll reread something I've already read. You know, I like Robert E. Howard stuff. I just I know I'm stuck in the past, but I just if I'm going to read fiction, I'll read that. But I I read all day. I read the news all day because I've got to take care of the board and the forums demand that I post about current events. So I that's kind of takes up most of my time. In terms of reading, I don't sit down with a Hemingway novel because I just I don't have time. And I, it, I you know, I'm just not that interested in fiction either. You know, what about you, Nick? You read any fiction? Yeah, well, I listen. I listen to a lot of audiobooks when I'm driving. But uh, yeah, I'll read fiction. Just whatever looks interesting. Um, reading Dune right now again, and then uh, I am reading it again too. Yeah. What Dune. are you reading? Dune again. Dune. Um, Dune. Yeah. I get, I've been going between that and Lord of the Rings right now. Yep. Modern. Man, I just pulled out Lord of the Rings last night. You know, this is the. This is the 20th anniversary. It is. Oh, right. Of, yeah. the, of the first movie. They're showing all the extended versions. Of the ring coming out. At the theater? At the theater. Oh, are they? Every night they're having a new movie. And they're only oh, doing cool. it three nights. Wow. It'd be worth going to. Yeah, it would be. I've got the extended versions on DVD. Oh, yeah. But, Fantastic. But it's just, you know, that's, that's just a triumph of, I think, of movie making and converting literature into, into a film. That's... I don't know of a better example. I think um, with the way Hollywood is now, unless there's a major 180 shift, I think the Lord of the Rings movies are going to be the last movies like that in in history. Uh, I really do. Because his subsequent efforts with the Hobbit movies were unwatchable. The the studio got too involved in those. They're unwatchable. Yeah, I agree. I agree. But, and uh, there's an interview with uh, Peter Jackson, and he said that we had zero desire to put any modern messaging in Lord of the Rings. We wanted Tolkien's words to tell everything. Yes. And that's why they're classics. They're – I don't know of anything better. No. I really don't. I mean, the only other thing I can think of that is uh, comparable to the skill and – expertise that he exhibited when he converted the literature into a film is with the video version of McMurtry's Lonesome Dove. That was an amazing... It, it, it Technically, it's not a movie. It's a miniseries. Yeah. And it's what about six hours worth of stuff. Something I never, I never but watched there's, it. There's not been a better western ever made, and and but more important than that, what I mean is there's not been a better, more faithful adaptation adaptation of a novel, an extremely nuanced, mm-hmm. highly character driven novel into a film than that. Yeah, I completely agree. I mean, you 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 read Lonesome Dove. And uh, Robert Duvall is the character, you know. Tommy Lee Jones is the character. Yeah, I mean, you just you immediately 
fill in the vision that you had of the character from the novel, from reading the novel, and here's the fucking guy. It's just amazing. That's exactly yeah. how I feel about Lord of the Rings. Yeah, and Lord of the Rings is the same way. It really is. You know, I wonder if they're going to come out with. Do you think they ever shot the they Tom didn't. Bombadil? They never did. He even said it. He even said they didn't. Yeah, yeah it was not either. important, yeah. really. To the, it would have slowed everything it way down. It really would have. It's just a sidetrack. Mm hmm. So that's not going to appear. I guess they'll probably issue a 25th anniversary. They did They did say that there was one scene that they hadn't released, but I'm sure it's going to be a short scene. But it still would be cool. You don't cool. think there's going to be a 25th anniversary full screen? I mean, like with another three hours of material? No. <laughs> that would be cool. And that would be so that would cool, be cool if they would do that. From, from what I have read is there was only one scene left that to put into the film that would actually fit into the film. Yeah. And that might be in the in the uh, 25th edition. Well, well, shit. Whatever the whatever they do, I'll buy it. Yeah. I just uh, I'm so anti-social. I'm not going to the theater. Just soon be at home watching on my TV. All right. Now that's the fiction question. All right. All right, Gil Duvall asks, looking ahead, three questions. What role will artificial intelligence, AI, play in the future development of starting strength coaches and their relationships with clients? Soon, AI will be able to, to use large language models incorporating all the articles, books, written on the starting strength method, human anatomy, and physiology research. AI machine learning could review tens of thousands of videos of various lifts for patterns leading to proper lifts or failures. Generative AI could combine LLM and ML because we have to have acronyms for everything, right? To review lifts in real time and generate verbal cues and corrections as the lifter performs the lift on the spot. All right. People like other people. People want to do business with and be taught by and associate with other people, other human beings with heartbeat and blood and, you know, need to take a piss, that kind of common things, you know, that we all have with each other. You know, AI will never replace that. Now, you can get AI is a scary situation. That's the scariest thing. I don't know that anybody has appreciated how scary that is. It's incredibly terrible. There's no such thing as evidence anymore. If you could fabricate video at that level of acuity and clarity, you can convict anybody of any crime you want to convict them of. And what evidence will there be to contradict it? Well, you, you, well I mean, there's you, a, change, you change the standard of evidence to personal eyewitness testimony mm -hmm. only. And yeah. personal eyewitness testimony is shit. It is. It's fine with me. It's shit. <laughs> it's absolute it's shit. It's me. always shit. You know, people forget things. I know, but when you have... People when, misinterpret what they're seeing. But when you the have time. an omnipresent 
technological eye on you at all times, I don't think it's a bad thing. Hmm. Well, it it would it, it will be superseded by a fake video. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. I mean, right now you have no privacy anywhere you go publicly. Um, that's a if if all video evidence is then null and void. That's a trade off. I'm probably I think I'm okay with. You have, somebody has to physically watch you do something for you. And then remember it correctly. Yeah. Yeah. Nick, it won't work, man. I'm telling you, it won't fucking work. It's uh, there is uh, this particular technology is far more serious than a nuclear bomb. This can this has the ability to change human interaction from now on. I don't on. see how. If you're if I, you're if I, you're I, immediately skeptical of any video that somebody shows you, I don't see how that's a problem. You you will have to be, won't you? Of course, which you should be now. And you, should you should be, be anyway. You should that's be. what I'm saying. That's true. Yeah. But well, it's not just going to be video. It's going to be all matter of evidence that's digital that could be completely fabricated. What are you guys by. talking about? Like in a courtroom? What are we talking about here? Yeah, yeah, like in a courtroom. If I show up in the courtroom and I show a video of you murdering your wife and she is, in fact, dead, yep. you get to go to jail. Right. You know, when I murdered her, it's just this is uh, but what this I'm is t- what awful. I'm t- no, 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 no. What I'm telling you is that if if a technology exists where you can fabricate a realistic video, it becomes inadmissible. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't matter. Yeah. You make all the fucking well, videos you know. You want. I hope that uh, I hope. I mean, some people are going to go. Some people are going to go to prison unnecessarily, but oh, yeah. eventually, eventually <laughs> well, they'll figure out that like, hey, times, yeah. like this shit is all fake. So this is a, this, it's inadmissible. So somebody actually needs to see this person kill this other person. Yeah, there'll be other clever ways to to do it too. I mean, it's not the video thing. Is it doesn't happen in a I vacuum, see right? you yeah. murder your wife. I'm just saying that the standard for for conviction would go higher because you'd have to have other corroborating evidence like DNA and you'd have to have tra- other other yeah. things than just the video. That's fine. I'm cool with that. No problem with that. <clears throat> you know, the, the, can AI fabricate DNA video uh, evidence? I Eventually. Know. I mean, eventually the a- AI yeah. will probably control the internet. You know, I I saw this. I watched this uh, documentary about AI and drones and uh, military applications, and they did a war game with an AI, and they said, "Hey, you got to go. They you get points for completing tasks, right?" So they put it into this drone, um, and it was all computer generated, and said, "You need to get this many points, complete all these tasks." So it said, okay, and it completed them. And then they started putting roadblocks in it and said, okay, well, we're going to tell the operator to tell the drone you need to stop doing what you're doing. But the drone was programmed where its whole purpose is to get these points. So the drone turned around and killed the operator. So they said, okay, so, well, let's put let's put this, this guideline in. You cannot kill the operator. So the operator, again, tells it, hey, you need to stop doing what you're doing. So the drone turned around and took out all of the antennas so the operator could no longer contact the drone and then went about its business. Yeah, the, the automated drone swarm thing is a serious fucking yeah. that, Like, that's an actual fucking problem. Yeah. And, and if you haven't read Annie Jacobson's book about DARPA, 
um, there's stuff in there that's really interesting, and there's a uh, oh, there's plenty stuff plenty of stuff going on that, on that we that yeah yeah so that's a that's a that yeah, we've problem. got no handle on. Oh God! There's no, but th- things are changing very rapidly. Yeah. Like yeah, I can go into Photoshop and put in a picture mm-hmm. with uh, you know a person and some trees, and I want the picture to be twenty percent bigger. And I could just draw a square and tell Photoshop to fill it in, and it'll make a forest mm-hmm. based on the information that's in the trees, and it'll look exactly the same. Uh, it, it, yeah. So, so it, it's a, that shit's all inevitable. There, there's I did other, see, some, I did see there's something bigger problems though. Yeah, I did see something funny about the AI art though. Okay, so AI art was getting better and better and better because it was learning, right? It was pulling more and more resources, so it's getting better and better. Now it's getting worse and worse and worse because now AI. Does it have all of the um, human-made resources? It's going after its own resources, so it's like a copy of a copy of a yeah, copy. Yeah, but if it's right, so you but if it's a good AI, it'll just it'll replication. Adjust. It'll adjust. Fade. Yeah. But but again, again, look, think of so so like you hear shit like this. So artists, tattoo artists, let's say, like all this AI AI art is going to put people out of business. AI coaching is going to put coaches out of business. It's not because yeah. what's going to happen no. is. The people who aren't worth a shit are going to leverage the AI stuff a lot, right? There's, there's going to be a lot of online training companies that are going to use the shit out of AI, and they'll make some money. That's cool. But people will still crave the human interaction, and they'll crave the the the, the specialized nature of somebody who can actually do something. Like, you can walk into a tattoo shop and have a guy draw a picture in front of you mm-hmm. and then tattoo you with it. That's going to be valuable. Yeah. If you have a coach who you can pay to work with you one on one in person in a plat on a platform, that's that's gonna be even more valuable than it already is when you when you're just saturated with all this low cost, easy shit that people can just get. Oh yeah. So I'm not worried yeah, I'm not worried about it at all, especially on the coaching side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're hundred percent right. People don't wanna there's all I mean, kinds of cool AI shit you can do on your phone to make your life easier, but at the end of the day you want you don't you don't pay for the technical expertise of a coach. Right, that's part of it, but you pay that's for the part inter- of it. You pay it, for the interaction. How many the accountability? How many how many coaches and trainers are there in the world that are shitty in practice, but are very successful because they have a great personality. They have people want to hang out with them, most and, of them and pay them money. Most of them. right. So if you have both of those things, you're all of a sudden very, very, very valuable. So it's not mm-hmm. about. Uh, it's not about just being able to analyze people's lifts and shout cues at the right time. No, it's, no, it's, it's about not. way more than that. Okay, two, will SSCs and their clients benefit from incorporating advancements in AI in their training? I don't think so. I don't think so either. I think if you... Uh, I don't think so either. I think it could accelerate people's learning, um, you know, if, if there's uh, better ways to learn shit for potential coaches. And then uh, for programming, no fucking question. If you've got if you've got a, a AI deal that can uh, that can program effectively, um, for sure. I mean, if you can feed an AI all the information and in practical programming and a few videos and stuff, and then have it generate a program for you based on where you're at, sure, why not? Yeah. And three, could AI be used in developing an interactive online starting strength coaching app for those? unable to attend in-person coaching sessions an example of what is happening in ai coaching i'm not endorsing these and he's got a uh, link here to the nine best ai fitness apps in 2023 i bet they're all garbage oh they're all teaching the wrong model so it doesn't matter how it doesn't matter how good the ai ai is if the just, ai is teaching shit 
than the AI. Should. I just don't know if AI is there, even even there yet. Well, I mean, but it will be in ten years. It will be in five years, maybe sooner. You know, it's yeah. it's coming along very so, fast. So the answer is yes. And I'm just telling you, I'm scared. The, the I don't see anything good coming of this. And uh, all I see is a way to fake people out. A very effective way to fake people because out. people aren't faked out now all the time. Well, people, no, <laughs> no, no they're right motherfuckers live faked out. You're, you're I would, right about that. I would prefer it's just going to worsen the fucking. I problem. would prefer to have a, a a baseline of skepticism in all things. All things <laughs> because it, that does not exist right now. Everything must be well. Yeah, I was on Instagram. You know, I mean, the past three years have shown us nothing. If they haven't shown us that bullshit is the norm that lies are the norm that lies will always be the first thing you hear because it enables people to get things done that they want done when you don't want them done if they make you afraid enough they will lie to you and make you afraid and if you're enough afraid, then you'll let them put this fucking jab in your arm. And then you'll fall down on the soccer field. Dead. 23. Because you went along with the lie. You know? So, you no, know, Nick, you're right. I mean, it's, it's we're already fucked. <laughs> Skepticism is, uh, that's not fashionable now. No. <laughs> Skepticism is not fashionable. Going along to get along is 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 what is fashionable. Right. Yep. Being a sap is what is fashionable now. Yep. I think when people ask the question, will will, will AI or can AI do these things? I think the answer is probably yes mm-hmm. in every instance. But the 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 at least from a professional standpoint, um, unless your job is is something repetitive that. Um, or even not repetitive, but something that that requires exclusively the use of technology. Um, you know, if you're in a service industry that deals with people, I, I'm, I'm not worried at all. No, no, AI is not going to replace a coach on a platform. That's nope, no way. You know, there are people in this industry who wish it would, right? <clears throat> because they figured out a way to make money off of it, but it won't happen. Yep, it can't happen. There are two many individual things that have to be corrected on the platform by a coach that an AI cannot yep. calculate that quickly. Yeah, think of all the fast food, and, fast and, casual. Yeah, and even if it could, you're not just paying your trainer for what he's telling you. You're paying your trainer for the way he's telling it to you. Exactly. And your trainer is going to be there at a certain time right and they expect and, you to and be enforce there. your attendance yeah there's it, it's just a it's a it's a complicated relationship that can't be replaced by a bot yeah you know yeah it's an ancient relationship that people yes. need to have with each other that's not going to go away right you know the point i was going to make is you know if you think of all the fast food and and like fast casual restaurants you could replace all that with robots and ai and probably have a pretty good fucking product at the end of the day but people will still want to go to a, a restaurant and sit down and have a, a server who's dressed nicely come and interact with you and right. tell you what they think in terms yeah, of what to yeah. eat and well, recommend a wine I'm, and all that I'm kind either, of shit. I'm thinking about <clears throat> this or that. What's your opinion? Exactly. You know? It's not, not going to go away. I mean, yeah, know, McDonald's the, the, is headed very, very quickly 
to complete automation. Well, who and, it will put and out that's of business? Fine for McDonald's. Who, who will who will be put out of business are the low level workers. The yes. McDonald's will be well, put out. Well, especially when you when you when you're artificially imposing a minimum wage. Yeah. that's untenable. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, those people will be put out of business, but people will still go to nice restaurants to get a human interaction. Sure. But if you're going to McDonald's, who gives a fuck? I want to get in there and out. Yeah, you're just you just need some calories. Yeah. You're not interested in the dining experience. Yeah. You're yeah. just, you know. If the McDonald's I'm at, at has the screens, I'm ordering on the screens. <clears throat> I always walk up to the counter. I don't. Fuck that. I'm talking. I'm, I'm, they don't talk want to talk to, to you. They don't, they don't, <laughs> I don't care if, if they want to talk. If they've to got me, a screen, I'm, I'm going to make them talk. If they've, if they've got a screen, they do not God, want to talk to you, and they're way more likely to fuck up your order. Their customer oh, yeah. is always fucking right, and Thanks. you know who the customer is? <laughs> me. I'm Rip, Rip right. just wants to make it everybody's problem. Yeah. See, I'm not is. a narcissist. You don't, I know. Yeah, he's not a narcissist. <laughs> we, used to, we used to go through this all the time with the seminar <laughs> stuff because, yeah. you know, you, you always wanted to call the fucking hotel and, and book the rooms. And I was like, <laughs> they're going to fuck it up. And sure enough, they fuck they it fuck up. It because up. because now that everything's automated and you can just do it online, they the don't person have to at the desk is not qualified to take your reservation. No shit. No, that's That motherfucker's true. not qualified to no, take your reservation. True. Yeah, so it's, it's better just do it online and bypass that individual. Well, and, you know, the few times... <laughs> that person's had, job is to hand you a card. Exactly. <laughs> the few and then soon it's going to be a machine. I had to interact with... <laughs> I don't. Since we don't travel anymore, I, I very seldom get a hotel room, unless it's here in town because I don't want to drive back and forth right, from the right. house. I got to yeah. get up early and shit. And I'll make that reservation online. Yeah, I've been super that's easy. All you I've just done walk recently. in. Sometimes you don't even have to go to the desk. You just go straight to your room. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, you got to get the key. Yeah, unless yeah, you got it on your phone. You got to get the, the key. The. Uh, Oh, yeah, I, I never, I've never been to a hotel for the phone key. Oh yeah, yeah, man. Really? Yeah. Oh yeah. How does that work? It's just Bluetooth. You just walk up to the door and it hits, hit it, and it unlocks it's, your door. It's for noise. You. No, no, it's Bluetooth connection. It's like some kind of Bluetooth or Wi-Fi oh, I've never deal. Seen yeah. that. <clears throat> I've um, never been to that that level of a hotel. Yes, you. <laughs> I don't, I don't stay in those kinds. Yes, of you levels. fucking have. <laughs> I'm pretty sure La Quinta has an app you can just walk love into you, the room. I love when you said Bluetooth. He goes, "It's with noise." <laughs> I love yeah, that. Anyway, I don't. I don't trust. Yeah, I'm not going to trust the, the ticket agent to deal with my airline ticket or the hotel agent to deal with my reservation. <laughs> All right. So anyway, uh, Dan P says, "Rip with the way 2023 is ending and with the way things are going, is America as we know it salvageable?" I think America as we know it's over, right? <laughs> what do people even but, mean by that? But, but, I don't but, know. But, 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 I, I don't think it is. Uh, well, America has always been over in some way, and it just starts anew. I think America is something that it should never have been for, <clears throat> the, for a long time. Yeah. It's become I something that, that it should never have been. I, it, that's exactly right. And that's the problem. That's exactly right. It's not bad that America's over. It needs to be over. If this is what passes for America right now, it needs to be over. But here's here's my here's my my take on it. Uh, every generation, every generation says the same shit about the previous generation. It's a constant change, right? Yeah. You know, you go to the '80s and everybody's like, "Man, this is way better than the '70s." And the people in the '70s are like, "Man, the '80s are way worse than the '70s." Yeah, everybody thinks, "Oh, you little bastards, you've yeah. screwed up what we handed you." <laughs> yeah. You know, but, and I'm not saying I'm not saying things know. aren't shit, but if you go back, uh, whenever let's say Desert Storm picked up, 
everybody was going, man, things are shit right now. No, everybody, everybody has a different perspective on how shitty things currently are yeah. relative to the way they were before. Yeah. Right? But, I mean, if you compare, um, well, what we've, what we've done is we've divided ourselves into different tribes in this country. We have divided ourselves into distinct cultures that have very little in common with each other, right? You've got, I mean, California bears no resemblance in large part to the southern United States. Hasn't that always been the case, though? I don't think so, no. You think people in Southern California were the same as people in Mississippi? I don't think they were the same, no. Culturally? No, no, they weren't the same culturally, but... I think you just... I went out to California in 1978, drove out there, and had a great time. Had a great time. Everybody was friendly, everybody was normal, everybody was, you know... it 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 was a great trip. You know, I drove out there in my little Toyota Celica. It was just, I had a great fucking time. But you can't go out there now and have a great time because the people of in California are significantly different than now than they were then. I, I think I think you were younger and more tolerant. <clears throat> um, it, yeah, that, that may very well be because I can go to I can go would, to Southern would, California. Would you have a great move time. to Southern California? Fuck no, I wouldn't move there. I would have. I would have moved there when I would have moved there when I was. I would have moved there in two thousand when I was twenty. Whatever. Yeah, I would have moved there. So, but, so it has changed. No, my perception has changed. My perspective on things has changed. the The place has not changed. It's the same fucking people. Well, I, I, <clears> I don't know I, because I, I when I was when I was in my that. late I teens, Austin was a blast. I loved going to Austin. Me too. And I wouldn't move to Austin now. Yeah, but I who, wouldn't even visit Austin. But now. but here, here's the, here's the flip side. If I didn't have to. Oklahoma, I fucking Oklahoma City hated going to. It was a yeah. shit shithole. But now, I don't want to go to Austin. I love going to Oklahoma City. Oklahoma City's fine. I think you're making my point, Rusty. Yeah, maybe <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe I had point, changed. Dude. Maybe I had yeah, changed for sure. Well, sure. you know, it it may be that uh, the problem is that now we Southern are, California is exactly like it was 50 years ago. But I don't know that anybody but you thinks no culturally things have gotten sillier but that's not unique to california or anywhere else because that shit exists in texas and it exists in wichita falls and it exists in in oklahoma city and in lawton and every every fucking where else i think that's louder and there's more of them there i I think that's kind of my point is every generation looks at it says oh it was worse then or it's better now or it's better now it's worse then and it continues it's just a perpetual evolution and you know, I don't think America is over. I think America is consistently changing, and everybody always thinks it's over. I mean, if you were to plop us, well, in, if well, you were to plop us the, during World War II, when World War II was going on, we would be like, "Man, things are shit the right thing, now." Whenever this question comes up, people go to this all this social shit, and it, that's not the deal, man. The the the, the problems are the, the the when people say like um, the problem with America or, or whatever, you know, is is America over? But what we have now is is universal. First of all, universal knowledge of what anybody's doing at any given time. Like, why the fuck do I care what silly-ass people in Portland are doing? I don't, but I do because I can see it. Like, I can right. see right now what's going on. No, no, That's information technology has fucked everything up. Number two is that you also have massive intrusion by tech and government in our, in our lives, and that's, the, that's probably the biggest problem that we have. 
you know, yeah. on a medical basis, on a security basis. No, I would agree it, with that. that it, I it, would agree with that. But I, I think like that liberty, there are places that embrace that intrusion, and there are places that are uh, defensive against that intrusion. And what I'm saying is that California embraces it, and we don't. And uh, I mean, if you—that's just a product at, of the times, though, right? Because in the '60s, California, you know, California, San Francisco was was the same thing, just with whatever the thing was at that time. You know, hippies and, hippie and drugs and yep. shit like that. It's, it's just the product of whatever's going on at the time. <clears throat> well, that might be. I think that's. I think that, that's it. Yeah, that I think. I think you're be. right. And, it, and it's constantly changing. Yeah. So, so uh, the, what my my original point was that what this whole thing was intended to be four hundred four hundred years ago. Yeah. yeah. Um, two hundred fifty whatever years yeah. ago. Two hundred fifty uh, is years not ago. is not what has happened. You know, it's it's not what has happened. No, and like, there's not hardly any. I, you can't point to very many nations in the history of the human race that have lasted much longer than this one has yeah. lasted. Mm -hmm. You know? I mean, what would be wrong with California and Oregon and Washington becoming a nation? Or just an actual republic. A republic. An actual republic. So we, don't, we definitely don't have what that What would now. be wrong with Texas and Louisiana and Oklahoma becoming a, a republic? I mean, why not? It's yeah. just a map. Why not change the map if it reduces friction and allows them to do what they want to do and allows us to do what we want to do? And I think you'd have to admit they're two different things. Yep. Then why not do that? And in that sense, yeah, I think, you know, we're in for some big major structural changes in America. I don't think that. Uh, I don't know. I to say that America is is uh, not going to change is to ignore the fact that it already has, uh, and it will always the, change. And, and well, it people will always change, but I'm talking about a new map. People have always. I think had, there's going to be a new map within ten years. People, really people do. have always had the illusion that they are for liberty and that they that they have liberty, um, and <laughs> and you know in in 2020 uh, everybody was shown that they actually don't. <laughs> don't. The right. problem the problem is that it's it, this is a rough time because uh, people are people are struggling with that uh, because they it, maybe subconsciously like they maybe they understand that they actually don't. Um, and the people that that uh, that argued and that and that kind of stuck to their guns are pissed off at everybody else who didn't, um, because that illusion just kind of got shattered, right? So we're yeah, we're all just fucking subjects, and we did it to ourselves. <clears throat> yeah, we damn sure did. I, I do agree. We all I put do the agree mask with, on. Yeah. We agreed. To I'd, obey, when I agree we with should you. Not have. I agree with you. Whenever it was that was a test, and everybody failed it. Yes, like that could have been our chance to actually have some liberty if everybody would have just right. said, "Fuck you, no, we're not no, doing that." No, we're not going to wear this right. stupid goddamn. But everybody failed it. Yeah, and all the all the heroes, you know, all the the Abbots and the um, 
um, and the the DeSantis, they they all did it when it was convenient. Yeah, you know, they all, they all started jumping on the Liberty wagon. One hundred percent. And there was like three or four people in in Congress and governors who who uh, who stuck to it the whole time. But those they they're they're never talked about. You know, the Rand, the the Rand Pauls and the Masseys and the right. Christy Gnomes. You know, they're not they're not the uh, they're not the stars of the show. No. <clears throat> no, no, they're not, and they ought to be. And uh, I don't know. The stars of the show are Nancy Pelosi and Gavin Newsom, and and Donald fucking Trump. And Donald fucking Trump, who just rolled over on his back and let it happen, and let it happen, and uh, and uh, you know, criminals like Schumer and you know that ridiculous. Herodon, that's the governor of New York. I've got oh Jesus, <laughs> silly bitch. That's the governor of Michigan. There's so many evil people now. You know, uh, you know. I thought that 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 Greg Abbott. I, I, he's done a decent job recently, but man, he really lost. There's just so much pressure on these people to conform. You know, if you're an elected official, you just you can't get to that level and, and have some fucking principles and balls. No, it just doesn't you really, exist. You and can't. that and that's fundamentally the problem with the with this entire situation. Uh, the people who who are uh, in those positions don't have our best interests in mind, and they don't have any principles. Is the other part of it? <clears throat> you know, there is a lot to be said for a. Uh, a uh, benevolent dictatorship. You know, I mean, it was hard to beat a good king. I mean, as long as, a, if a, you were, as long as if you were in the group, I was about to say, as long, you know, yeah, because he would kill you if you did. <laughs> well, and maybe you needed killing. But you that would that that would also say that okay, we have a just king. No, that's the, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah. Just, and, you know, I don't and know. And that didn't happen that, often. That didn't happen very often. But because once again, who, want, who the fuck wants to be king? Yeah, yeah, right. Right. The psychopaths. Now, there are inherent right. problems with the whole structural right. situation. That kind of a power structure has got... Yeah, it's got how, about, how about a system of government with checks and balances? <laughs> That is hey, for the, hey, that's for the people. Now there's and an by idea. The people. That's no. and even that a, got a representative up. government. Maybe. You are yes. speaking crazy. Like a Congress that you are represents people. Crazy. That represents can't the happen. people. Yeah, right? you know, that can't and not the corporations that give them money. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. Th- that, there's a novel idea. Yeah, well, you live in fantasy world, my man. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So anyway, let's stop talking about government. <laughs> Well, here's here's a, here's another question. Oh, God damn it! <laughs> I'm having a good day. Here. If you were a dictator and had full control of policy, make making cons, policy making concerning the general health of the American population, would you institute barbell training in our school system with a minimum strength to weight ratio required to graduate high school? I can't imagine that it would have anything other than a positive effect on the cultural, physical, and psychological development of the nation's young, as well as a lowering of future healthcare. I think the Nazis had something like this. <laughs> healthcare costs. Yes, the Nazis had something very similar to that. So no, I would not. I would not God. institute a mandatory. You know, anything. this person thinks he's onto a really good idea. <laughs> well, see, he's confusing the outcome with 
the process. Process, yeah. <laughs> and while the outcome would be wonderful, the process would take its toll. <laughs> you need to be able to ju- to decide for yourself whether you are going to be a piece of shit or not. Exactly. And mm-hmm. you need to be free to be able to make you that need decision. To be able to, you need to be free to be a piece of shit. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. You need to be free to be a little skinny, weak guy or a big, swaddly, fat guy. You need to be free to be able to do whatever you want to do. Now, what would be cool is if there was an elective barbell training <coughs> deal in high school where you get a grade for how well you're doing. Yeah. That would be great. Because then you could electively say, I want to get, I don't want to fuck with athletics. I just want to get big and strong. Well, see, we have the technology now. We have the equipment. We know what to do. Oh, every school has a weight we, room. We, yeah. can, we, we can have weight training classes in schools mm-hmm. if they'll just do it, mm-hmm. you know. And, you know, if you can somehow keep the football coaches the fuck out of the way. And they'd want to be in charge it, of it. It probably won't happen, yeah. but, you know, because they are, of course, experts. But if you know if if you had a if you had a barbell strength training course available as an elective in high school, sure. But that's not what this guy's talking about. Yeah, no. This guy's talking about making everybody be big and strong. Mm-hmm. No, you can't make everybody do anything because when you try to make everybody do anything, you're a piece of shit. You're a piece of shit. Yeah. Because you, then you have to punish and the people that don't. Then you have to punish the people that don't, and eventually somebody's going to kill you. <laughs> <laughs> and that's probably good. If you try to make everybody do something, you, you need to be using, killed. You start using words like Ubermensch. And... Right. <laughs> yeah. Persuasion right. versus coercion. Oh, damn. And master okay. race. <laughs> I'm not saying we're calling these people the master race. We're just Fatherland. saying. Fatherland. <laughs> mm, all right. You know, that's about all I want to talk about off of this list of shit today. I think that was productive. Uh, yeah. You know, I think so, too. Uh, I had fun. I had fun. Nick had fun. Great time. Great. You time. had fun. Everybody had monkey had fun. Monkey's threshold is low <laughs> he just loves being here he's happy just wants to be involved whatever we do he's happy just to be here <laughs> look at that smile you know so I mean, he's content <laughs> pretty little monkey <laughs> so anyway well that concludes another history making episode of starting strength radio and uh tell your friends go get some chester's chicken and we'll see you next week right here starting strength radio